TomDispatch.com. This is TomCast. Interviews and insight from Tom Dispatch contributors for anyone seeking a deeper understanding of our post-9-11 world and a clear sense of how our global imperial system actually works. I'm Timothy McBain. Recently, I had the great pleasure of speaking once again with renowned linguist, MIT professor, and foreign policy critic Noam Chomsky. We talked about the Magna Carta and the lesser-known companion charter titled The Charter of the Forest and how the current administration is straying from the ideals outlined in these two documents. As you point out in your article, we now have a president with a private kill list and an attorney general who says that due process has nothing to do with judicial process. How did we get to this point? Well, there has been a uh, radical uh, evisceration of basic principles of, uh, of law and the convention, actually, uh, not only going back to the Constitution, but even, uh, to, as I mentioned in the article, going back to Magna Carta, the, the foundation of uh, Anglo-American uh, law and most other civilized systems since uh, the 13th century. And it's quite recent. It's, uh, it's taken a long step forward with Obama, who in fact has uh, codified practices that were being used and shouldn't have been, and has in fact extended them. Uh, we've gotten this way because uh, 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 people are tolerating it. And yeah, going back to the Magna Carta, can you talk a little bit more about our journey away from those principles? Well, Magna Carta actually had two components, equal components, only one of them is now familiar. One is the Charter of Liberties, and its core element, uh, Article 39, uh, says that no person can be uh, uh, sentenced or in any other way punished uh, without due process of law and a speedy trial by peers. Now, of course, that was limited by person. They didn't mean person. So uh, at, at first it was men and essentially uh, relatively wealthy men. uh, You get to the Constitution, it's obviously not Native Americans, it's not slaves, it's not even women. Uh, But over time, through long struggle, which has gone up and back, uh, there's plenty of regression, but over time these principles have been extended and sharpened and uh, made clear even in very recent years uh, to mean that no person at all, including women, blacks, uh, indigenous people, no person at all can be uh, subjected to punishment, uh, certainly killing or rendering any of these horrors, uh, but not even the slightest punishment without a judicial process and a speedy trial by a jury of peers. Now, in recent years, we've returned to one of those periods of sharp regression, very, very sharp regression, in fact, where all of this is being torn to shreds. And uh, the constitutional lawyer in the White House is uh, making a valiant effort to lead the way in tearing it to shreds. The things you mentioned are uh, striking examples. There's been a little criticism of them, but nowhere near enough. And some of the more serious uh, attacks on civil liberties are barely even discussed. Like in the case of the Obama administration, in my opinion at least, one of the most severe attacks on civil liberties is uh, the case of what's called the Holder versus Humanitarian Rights Project. It's a case brought by the administration 
to the courts. They won finally in the Supreme Court. The Kagan, uh, Obama's latest Supreme Court nominee, was uh, arguing for the government. And what this, in effect, does is the case. It, there, there had been a notion of material assistance to terrorists, which was criminal. Terrorist just means somebody the government calls a terrorist. That's another question. Why do we accept that? But putting that aside, uh, if uh, the government designates some group as terrorist, then it had been a crime to, say, provide them with weapons, material assistance. But this case, the Obama case, extends that to speech. In the specific case in question, it was uh, the Humanitarian Law Project was providing legal advice to a group on the terrorist list. Well, that's speech. In fact, the wording of the judgment is so loose and broad that if there's a group on the terrorist list and you uh, advise them to turn to nonviolent resistance, well, that would be material assistance. In fact, just about anything. It's a shocking decision, in my opinion, and even more shocking is the fact that it passed without much comment. I mean, if, if we're going to decide, okay, we'll give up our civil rights and uh, go back to the 10th century, well, okay, let's do it consciously. That's one of the charters. There's another charter. That was the Charter of the Forests, it was called. That charter preserved the commons, what's common possession to the general population. It preserved it from privatization, from predatory action at that in the 13th century by the king, but uh, much but by anyone, in fact. Uh, now, the commons were the source of sustenance. That was food, fuel, uh, building materials, uh, everything required to sustain life. And it was sustained in common. This is common property. It was uh, nurtured, cultivated, preserved for future generations. Uh, over time, that's declined by about the 17th century uh, with the enclosure movement in England. The land was privatized, people driven off the land. Uh, this was sharply reduced. Uh, by now, it's a very live issue with the privatization of the pressures to privatize the last few public resources, like water, for example. I mentioned in the article one current case uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, the World Bank authorized the uh, case brought by a mining company, Pacific Mining, against the government of El Salvador. That'll go to a World Trade Organization tribunal, a tribunal basically of corporate executives and their representatives. It's not a real tribunal. And uh, the, the issue is whether uh, the government of El Salvador is permitted to try to protect its environment from predatory mining gold mining, in fact, which is highly destructive of the environment and the communities and the people. Is a country permitted to protect itself from this? Well, according to the recent rules, which are mislabeled free trade rules, they're called free trade, it has nothing to do with free trade. The recent corporate rights, investor rights, uh, uh, international regime that the U.S. has pioneered, a corporation can claim that its profits are being taken from it. Uh, if, uh, say, El Salvador tries to protect some region from destructive gold mining. I mean, that's an attack on the rights of the commons, which is, my view, beyond grotesque. And it's not the worst case. The worst case is uh, uh, the use of fossil fuels. 
which are the commons that uh, that's destroying is the environment for a decent life and that's not remote it's beginning to happen and uh, it'll get worse it's kind of striking that the about the only major i mean of course there are environmental movements everywhere but the only major organized group uh, groups of populations that are trying to protect the commons from destruction are the ones that have always adhered to the charter of the forests namely indigenous communities of course they never heard of the charter of the forests that's just their lives uh, preserve the environment preserve nature and the countries where uh, indigenous movements are powerful are the ones that are in the lead in trying to do something about uh, the ongoing destruction of the environment, particularly Bolivia, the one country where there's uh, an indigenous majority that's taken political power and is uh, uh, passing a law, same in Ecuador, uh, to preserve the rights of nature. Well, that's protection of the Charter of the Forests, which has been really undermined radically by capitalist uh, commodity production and the uh, kind of uh, moral ideological system that goes along with it that uh, holds that nothing is of value unless it's in private hands. Incidentally, that was the legal principle that was used to justify conquest of the continent, our own national territory. It was called uh, empty territory, terra nullius, because uh, the people living here, plenty of them, that societies and so on, it didn't have legal ownership of the land. Therefore, it was of no value and they couldn't possibly be taken care of it. That's it's called these days the tragedy of the commons. If it's not privately owned, it's going to be destroyed. Well, that's true only under capitalist ethics, which holds that people will simply destroy everything that someone else doesn't own. It has nothing to do with human life, human society, human history, uh, human nature. But that's a particular form of pathology that's developed in the state capitalist systems and now pretty much taken for granted and extremely harmful, in fact, very likely to destroy the possibility for decent human life. Well, these two charters, the charters of Charter of Liberties and Charter of the Forests, are, being, are under severe attack at present, and that's not a trivial matter. And you do raise the question in your article at, at the end, who will have the last laugh? What, what is your answer to that question? Uh, what I said there is that uh, I, was, I was comparing the total collapse of the Rio Plus 20 conference, and in fact, all international environmental efforts, comparing it with what's being done uh, under the pressure of indigenous communities, the traditional societies, the last ones uh, still trying to uphold what amounts to the Charter of the Forest. Bolivia, after the collapse of the Copenhagen conference, they, Bolivia did call an international conference, but not of governments, of peoples, tens of thousands of people from all over. And they passed uh, resolutions uh, to protect the rights of Mother Nature. Nature has rights. It has to be preserved from destruction. Of course, nature means the common possessions that we all nurture and use and preserve for future generations. Well, this idea that nature has rights is indeed ridiculed by uh, um, sophisticated Westerners. And uh, what I ended the article by saying is that uh, 
the traditional societies are likely to have the last laugh. And it's not going to be a pleasant laugh. It will be a grim one as we proceed to destroy the possibilities for decent human survival. To read Noam Chomsky's article, Destroying the Commons, How the Magna Carta Became a Minor Carta, please visit tomdispatch.com. There you can also find a link to purchase an autographed copy of Tom Englehart and Nick Terse's latest book, Terminator Planet. Also, Professor Chomsky will be autographing a limited number of books for our donation site as part of the fundraising effort for Tom Dispatch. As always, we appreciate your support. I'm Timothy McBain, and until we meet again, thanks for listening.